Well, hey guys, this is episode three of Traveling Safely. So my tips, if you missed episode one and two, I'll go ahead and provide you a link above so you can go ahead and take all these in order. And please share this with somebody uh, who travels a lot or is about to be traveling soon. This episode's all about pre-travel tips, so getting prepared to go somewhere else. Uh, the very first and foremost thing we've got to talk about is doing some type of risk analysis in the country or the location that you're about to visit. You'll want to do this in three tiers. One is look at the country in general. Look at its history, its past uh, socio-political uh, background, uh, wars, uh, religious factions, the general attitude of that culture toward your culture or people that look like you. You need to know all that stuff before you ever come in. It's also very, very uh, easy for things to be very stable in that country one day and literally the very next day because of an election or some upsetting current event that public opinion and interest turns on a dime and where there was peace in the streets one day, there is riot the next. And so being able to predict that stuff and have contingency plans for that stuff is important. You don't want to be caught unaware. So first and foremost, doing a risk assessment for the country in general. And the more dangerous it is, the more thorough you're going to have to be on this. Secondarily, you need to do one for the local communities, the, the region that you're going to be visiting. And uh, third, you're going to have to do this, uh, another risk analysis for the neighborhood that you're going to be visiting. It's very, very possible to visit a safe country uh, and stay in a neighborhood that's very, very unsafe. And so whatever cheap bargain hotel you got, you got to look at that and understand whether it's safe for you and your family or whoever else to stay there. So make sure you do a good thorough risk analysis. Also pay special attention to geography. Uh, you'd like to stay near hospitals or uh, quick access to an airport if you have to get out of Dodge really quickly. Uh, you need good access to general public transportation. You'd like to be near an embassy, uh, government buildings, police stations, that's all good. And there's some bad things of impoverished areas are usually uh, less safe. Uh, downtown, very, very um, urban areas, generally unsafe, and anything near a military installation in other countries uh, can be very, very unsafe. Another thing that you're going to have to do is try to explore as quickly as you can, whether this is back where you're home or whether you can make fast friends with the local and ask them about societal norms, cultural norms, so that you don't get into trouble and tick someone off you didn't intend to just because you don't really understand their social norms. Uh, so I'm flooded with stories where people have done really goofy stuff or I've done goofy stuff. I, I heard another one uh, this morning having coffee with an old friend here um, and his dad is Costa Rican and his dad went and visited Spain. And in, uh, so he's in a restaurant in Spain and he's calling for a waiter. And in Costa Rica, when you and a waiter, waiters ignore you in Costa Rica. You're not going to really see him again after your initial order until it's food time. And then you're not going to see him again. If you want a waiter in Costa Rica, you have to, hey, and that's how you get a waiter. And it's not an offense. That's just they're going to leave you alone unless you do that. So uh, the dad did that in Spain and the Spanish waiter came over very upset. And he's like, we do not do that. In uh, Spain, por supuesto, lo dijo en español, pero no importa, you know, he said in Spanish. Uh, so, um, it, anyway, that was just one, one little example, but you can get in a lot of trouble by just not knowing the local uh, norms and customs. So, number one, do a good thorough risk assessment for the country, the region, and the local neighborhood that you're going to be staying in. Uh, let's see, uh, second thing is make sure that your insurance company will allow you to extract and it'll cover you while you're traveling overseas. So, check with 
with your insurance company to make sure that you're covered there. Uh, three, make sure you're up to date on vaccinations um, and weird stuff. And you can do re, uh, uh, searches with uh, um, U.S. Uh, State Department to find out some uh, good travel tips that'll supplement what you're learning here and find out stuff on medical, vaccinations, hey, what, what are some uh, bad things that are maybe in the region that you're going to visit. So, uh, and then uh, on that note, and I'll provide a link below of the U.S. State Department Smart Traveler Enrollment Program. That's called STEP. And if you're not in the United States, your country may have something similar to this, but it allows you uh, to kind of be plugged in the system of embassies so that they know you're traveling and uh, they've got all these helps that are going to uh, square you away. Let's see, another thing is make sure you have a current passport that's not going to expire anytime soon. Some countries won't even let you in, like Costa Rica. You can't get in the country if your passport's gonna expire within three months uh, of the time that you're uh, entering. Have photocopies, high quality color photocopies of your passport and stash them in different locations as well as email yourself a copy of your passports and go ahead and do birth certificates as well. If you're newlyweds and the um, woman, you know, your wife uh, uh, um, had a recent name change, you'll have to have uh, possibly a copy of your marriage license. So the, you got to check with stuff like this so you don't get in a, in a bind. Uh, have a communications plan. This isn't just cell phone, but you can get an international calling plan temporarily for your cell phone possibly so that you'd be able to use it overseas. Uh, and then there's other things of, yeah, you've got your internet connection, so your tablet or your computer, whatever you're bringing. But there's also things, and you, you really need to look in this if you're traveling for an extended period of time into a more dangerous situation. And you got like these DeLorms or inReach spot trackers, and these are like satellite pagers that allow you to send quick messages from anywhere in the world, and it's uh, like a monthly service thing. You also got high-frequency radios and, and things like that, but I mean, if, if you're into all that, this is kind of kindergarten stuff for you, and uh, you're, you're in a whole different mission. Uh, so, uh, in really dangerous areas, you may want to look into like something like a Uridium phone, satellite phone. Uh, have uh, lots of cash when you're traveling. Cash is king, especially overseas. Uh, and a lot of times, a lot of countries will accept dollars, their local currency and dollars. Don't be, uh, don't um, expect to get a fair deal with uh, dollars if you hand them to you. They're going to skim and not give you a good exchange rate. So um, anyway, having American dollars can be a good thing uh, or euros or uh, the local currency. So um, anyway, have lots of cash. Cash can buy you out of a lot of trouble. So make sure you have far more than you need. Uh, during your trip and make sure you're hiding it in places that people are not going to find unless they are very intimately familiar with you. Alert your bank and credit card companies that you're traveling. That's a good one. Have a GPS map and maybe a compass. So you see the old military guy in me coming out. Have a company. You know. uh, preload your GPS with relevant waypoints, your lat long coordinates of your hospitals, embassies, uh, backup hospitals, urgent care centers, uh, airports. Make sure all that's plugged in. That way if you're riding in public transportation, like, hey, you jump in with a cab, uh, and I'll deal with uh, in the next video, our final uh, one, I think number four, it's gonna be dealing with riding public transportation, uh, going around on foot, personal vehicles, staying in a guest in someone else's home, uh, uh, staying in a hotel, anything like that, uh, violent crimes, what to do if you're mugged uh, or held at gunpoint, all that's gonna be in the last uh, video. Uh, but uh, 
Yeah, anyway, uh, you could follow along like your taxi. Once you jump in that taxi, how do you know they're not gonna be driving you right into the ghetto where they're gonna bring you straight into the heart of an ambush? Following a little GPS so you can watch yourself getting to your hotel can give you a little bit so you're not just blindly following whoever's up front who's a complete stranger. Uh, let's see. Um, also, uh, be aware of uh, locations of not just hospitals, airports, embassies, churches, and philanthropic organizations in general. These are usually very caring people. Depends on what. I know there's exceptions. But generally caring people that if you get in a bind, they'll take care of you. I remember uh, me and my wife were uh, visiting uh, the country of Panama. And we had just imagined that we were going to be able to, hey, get into this place in Panama, and they're going to have... Uh, hotels available and they didn't and so we're riding around we did this is before kids every single hotel if anywhere close and we were on an island so every hotel on that island was booked up and finally we found some like a church and they had some lady who had uh, her house and she just kind of opened it up to us very dangerous I know don't judge it but my other option was to sleep in the car or to sleep on the beach and I was already looking for a good place to bed down on the beach for my wife and I'll stay up all night and pull security not a very good plan but learn from my idiotic experiences traveling the world <laughs> uh, but anyway this uh, this church lady we didn't know she brought us into this spare bedroom and the least com one of the least comfortable beds I've ever slept in there's like a, a a bed frame with like three wooden slats and so that when you turn your butt would just like sag down in between the slats <laughs> so you tried not to move and you woke up with a spine that looked like a a spaghetti noodle. It was a, not a good night's sleep, but uh, we made it. <laughs> the hospital, good hotels. Make sure when you're researching hotels, you're looking at customer reviews and you want people who are from your country or your context or your culture uh, to have good reviews as well. I'd like a hotel that's in a safe area that's on the a little bit nicer scale. Um, and is used to dealing with uh, people from my culture. Uh, they know that if you're getting mugged or hurt or robbed, then that people are gonna come back to your hotel. So they're, they're gonna try to take better care of you. Uh, so um, yeah, and then also mark the, any tourist destinations that you wanna check out and realize when you're on your way to those tourist destinations, um, uh, those are places where you're going to be very, very vulnerable. And a lot of the vendors are like, hey, get this, honeymoon price, and they're your best friend. A lot of those, those, don't, those people don't care about you. They're looking to exploit you very often. So uh, trust, uh, you need to trust some people, but you need to be very, very judicious in how you dole that out, recognizing lots of con men are everywhere. And, and uh, tourism is a lot of times their livelihood based on how to manipulate you. So anyway, uh, check out the prior videos if you haven't already, and then I'll provide a link right well, somewhere around here for the next video to finish up this series. Hope you've enjoyed it. I'm having a good time, and uh, see you guys.